shopping in a Benz, I like you, I do I hit you in a land, can you fit me in your plans, I like you, I do We went over to France and we woke up in Japan, I like you, I do Oh girl, I know you only like it fancy So I pull up in that Maybach candy Yeah, your boyfriend, I never understand me Cause I'm about to pull this girl like a hammy Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST. I am Casey Krigger. He is Alex Allen. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is ready to pack the fort this weekend. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. College football's back, Alex. It sure is. It is back in a big way. It was back last week when the Govs played. It was yeah. week zero, uh, but not everybody plays on week yeah. zero, and it really feels back this week because everybody's, everybody's playing. And there's been a lot of good Thursday night football. There was a lot of games last night. The backyard brawl. That, that first was time in like awesome. 11 years. Mm-hmm. I don't think that stadium has been that full in a long time. Yeah. It was insane looking at Pitt. And it, it was a great game, too. Yeah, the I mean, pick I six th- with like six, three minutes left. I thought West Virginia was going to win it. I mean, I was watching it last night, and I was like, oh, yeah, go West Virginia because I don't like Pitt. No offense to anybody listening. What do you have Pitt? against Pitt? I like Georgia Tech, and Pitt always beats Georgia Tech. Okay. That's so, good that's about it. Good, fine with me. So. Uh, I actually had – no real cares about who wins, but Pitt winning and being 1-0 going to that Tennessee game is a little better for Tennessee That's to beat right. them, so who yeah. really cares? Tennessee, speaking of that, offense, boy. That was – they just killed them. They, they scored in 23 seconds and didn't get the opening kickoff. Was it an interception? They went. So, George or Ball State tried to run like a double reverse pass on the first play. As one does. Pick, picked off yeah. on like the 25 – Tennessee throws a touchdown the very next play. 23 seconds in, they didn't get the kickoff, and they're up 7 nothing. Uh, Penn State won a close one last night, too, at Purdue. I fell asleep before the end of it, though, so I don't know what happened. I, I think I saw the highlights of it this morning. It was just a good game. Like, I mean. They scored 30-something points each. Didn't eat. Like, that's a lot for the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking for the score here. I just 35-31? Yeah. They broke some scoring records. Offensive football. Who, who had a Big Ten over? Good for you. <laughs> I don't know what the over was, but I guarantee you it was, it was, it was not less that. than 60. Yeah. It was not 66, and they got there. That's a big over in the Big Ten. See, my thing is is that, like, Penn State, I mean, you know, they're always hyped up so much. But, I mean, Purdue's always going to win, like, a good game. So, like, was this a good win, or is this just Penn State having another down year? I mean. I don't know. James Franklin. I'm not, I'm not hooking my sails to him anytime soon. No. Uh, also, it needs to be talked about with Penn State every time we bring them up. Having ugly old jerseys is not a tr- good tradition. No, it's a very, very bad tradition. Uh, Alabama, same for you. Fair. Just because, well, we wore these in the 30s doesn't make it a good jersey. But I don't think Alabama's jerseys are bad. They're just not good. There's nothing but on Penn, them. Fair, but Penn State's jerseys just look bad, especially whenever they wear a blue jersey that are white out. We talked about this yesterday in the office. Yeah, I no, hate if that. You're gonna, I hate if you're going to do a white out at home, you have to wear the white jerseys. You can do exactly. it. Exactly. You just have to ask. Yeah. It's not hard. No. All right. To to the FCS, where we where we, where we know a little bit more about what's going on. Just that. Uh, A-Sun, a couple of A-Sun teams lost on Thursday night to start the season. Indiana State beat North Alabama in overtime, and boy, it was a rough one. The yeah. rough way to lose an OT for North Alabama. Got it down to what, like the five, and they had a false yeah. start. And then a bad snap. Bad snap, and then another false start, and they lost after Indiana hit a field goal first. So the North Alabama really had a chance to win yeah. it. And just didn't go their way late. Uh, preseason league favorite Kennesaw lost to Samford in the season opener. Uh, 27-17. Uh, Samford, what are they in the Big South? I think so. So, like old conference rivals? Yeah, I don't know. if I, I, I can't tell you much about the Big South's uh, preseason either. outlook. 
but Kennesaw is one of the winningest teams in the FCS in the past five years. Mm-hmm. They're predicted to win the A-Sun by Pick pretty much everybody. Yeah, and they were picked eighth in the country. Yeah, they're the like FCS. a top ten team, and yeah. that's an that's a opening week loss at and Stanford. That's, that's just, I don't know, like I said, I don't know about the Big South preseason poll, mm-hmm. but I uh, can't imagine that's a great, great loss. No, not a good loss for the Owls. And then uh, who else in the A-Sun played? Oh, yeah, Central Arkansas got beat at home by Central Art. No, excuse me, Missouri State, 27-14. Hmm. Their quarterback got blown up. Didn't see it. It was that. on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Helmet off. Dude, what, dude, I mean, some dude came around and hit him right in the chest yeah. off the end. And just, oh, my God. He, he vaporized him. That's the only word I have. <laughs> yeah. And in other news, next week's opponent, week three for the Govs. No, excuse me, week two. Week two of the season, mm-hmm. game three for the Govs. Right. Mississippi Valley State got beat 29-13 to by Tarleton at Tarleton. Okay. So, uh, the Delta Devils going to be coming in 0-1, but they're going to get a couple extra days to get ready for that game here at Fort Harris Stadium in what, uh, just just 13 days? Yeah. Does that sound right? No. No, it's like, like a week. Like eight, eight days. days. Eight days yeah. is what the, that's the word we're looking for. Um, yeah, so that's that's what's going on around the FCS, the A-Sun, and uh, the Austin Peay schedule. Anybody else we have on the schedule play last night? Doesn't look like it. Not sure. Does not look like it. Well, let's get to the Austin Peay sports, Alex. Let's do we'll that. We'll start with uh, the, the, the soccer. The soccer govs. The soccer govs. Uh, you will go and talk about the soccer govs now. Okay. <laughs> so uh, soccer started. Uh, soccer played at home last week. Uh, they lost three to nothing to UTC. It was their first loss of the season after drawing in three straight matches. UTC scored three second half goals. Okay, not a great loss, but you put it past you, and that is exactly what the soccer govs did. Oh, is it? It sure is. Because we had a big dub on Wednesday. How big of a dub? Gigantic. So um, the Govs. Monstrous. Tra- whatever word you want to use. <laughs> of large magnitude. Yes. Okay. So the Govs traveled to UT Martin on Wednesday. Um, you know, UT Martin, a team that's kind of had our number the last five or six years. Um, Govs going to Martin, pick up a huge 2 nothing victory. I mean, that was, it was first win for Coach McGowan. Uh, it's one that's definitely been coming. She's been talking about it a lot. Um, so went, picked that one up. Ended a four-match losing streak against the Skyhawks. And I was watching it on ESPN. It was, you know, it was scoreless at the first half. And I think UT Martin outshot us like 11-3 to in the first. And I was like, okay, well, we got to get a few more shots on goal in the beginning. And that's exactly what happened. Anna McPhee scored her second goal of the season in the 56th minute on a set piece from Tori Case to Haley Patterson. And then to McPhee, who put it in the top left corner of the goal. I mean, she just put it right in the pocket. I mean, UT Martin has one of the best goalies in the country. Top shelf for Mama Keeps Cookies? <laughs> yes. Is that where it is? That, that is exactly what it was. Okay. Um, and, I mean, that's against a really good UT Martin goalie who was, I want to say, top five in the country in saves at that time. So we get that one, and I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm like, this one's over. I mean, I hate, I hate trying to say stuff like that whenever you still got, you know, over 30 minutes left in the game. But I saw that, and you, all the momentum just went to Austin P. And then, so we just kept on putting shots on. I think we had something like five shots on goal in the next 15 or 20 minutes. And then in the 79th minute, Alec Baumgart took a shot. Um, I mean, she just walked it in. The Martin goalie, I don't know. She didn't trip, but she, like, dove, and, but it wasn't far enough. And then Alec just, like, slid it right past her. And it was Alec's first goal of the season. Just tapped it right in. Just tapped it. It made it look stupidly easy. And so the Govs take a 2 nothing lead. They hold off UT, a couple of shots by UT Martin and uh, secured the dub. 
Uh, Chloe Dion had a season-high seven saves. She's looked really good this season. I mean, she's 20 – after the Martin match, she was 22nd in the country with her 22 saves and is fourth in the, na- in the nation with three shutouts. It's not bad. Fourth in the nation. In shutouts, yeah, with three. In like, the NCAA. In the NCAA, like five matches in. We'll take that. That's pretty good. What's the single-season shutout record? I'm going to have to look that up because it's uh, – She's got to be getting close to it. I, 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 I do feel like she's getting close to it. I, I cannot tell you what it is, but... I couldn't either. That, but um, in that match with her seven saves, she also passed former teammate Peyton Powell for ninth all-time in career saves. Not bad. So, not bad at all. So. Well, Alex, as we sit here recording this morning, the cross-country team is just finishing up their meet at the Belmont opener. Okay. So, we've got live... Live results on live. both sides. I mean, they are live for Belmont. They are not the live, opener. but boy, they are they are about as close to live as you can get. Okay. The women ran first this morning. The Govs finished in sixth place, okay. led by junior Savannah Fruth. She finished thirty first in the event. Graduate Mickey Smith put together a thirty fifth place finish. Uh, or excuse me, Savannah ran a twenty twenty two. That's a twenty forty four for Mickey, and then. Sydney Freeman, that's a freshman mm-hmm. for the Governors, put together a 37th place finish. She also ran a 20:55, and then another freshman right behind her. I believe it's Kara Marsh, okay, or Kira possibly. Either one. I'm not 100% sure. Whichever. We apologize. Yep. Uh, 40th place finish. She ran a 21:46, and then Lauren Lewis Haynes wrapped it up in the scoring for the Governors with a 22 flat. Uh, Piper, Piper Barnhart, another freshman, and Haley Mattingly, another freshman, okay. 46th and 48th for the Govs. That's a sixth-place finish with 166 points. What is that, four freshmen in the seven, top seven for the Govs? Yeah. We, we like to see it. You like to see it. Those freshmen getting some early, early opportunities to be good. On the men's side, excuse me, we're pulling up live results. Fifth-place finish. Okay. Who were they led by, you might be asking? Connor Duncan. Connor Duncan. What do yes. you expect? Connor Duncan runs a 16-11. Would you like to know where he finished, Alex? Of course. 13th place. There we go. Yeah, nice little top 15 for For a guy, Connor Duncan. Ryan Martin, he came in in 26th place. He ran a 16-58. Right behind him, Lucas Bales and Robert Fitzgerald were 30th and 31st. They ran 17-47 and 17-58. Oh, let's make it three straight guffs. That's Stone Norris in 32nd place with an 18-04. And Lennon Matthews wrapped it up with a 34th place finish. He ran a 19-04. And that is the first race for the Governor's Cross Country Program with Tony Nicolosi yes, sir. leading the way. Uh, he is leading the distance in cross country programs in Val. And as uh, Val Brown is now the director of track and field, I believe right. is, her, is what we are calling mm-hmm. her, which, why not? Yeah. I mean, it's she, a good, good start for the Governor's. No, but that's how a lot of the bigger programs do. You have, you have kind of one person that oversees yeah. everything, and you have a distance coach. You have a coach for all the individual disciplines. And then, right. obviously, Val Val has to say. She is right, the she's coach. the top dog. But, but having somebody that knows – Hey, this is a distance guy. Let him run the distance program. Yep. It's a good way. To, it's a it's a good way to run things. I agree. Football opened the season last week. They did at Western Kentucky. The Govs lost thirty eight to twenty seven. But I'll tell you what, that is one of the best performances we put together against an FBS team in a while. Oh yeah. It, I mean, uh, the Govs did not look overmatched by an FBS team that won nine games and a bowl game and went to a conference title last year. Uh, they held their own. I think the only time you could see maybe late in the game that. I mean, Western's depth and O-line, they have 20 more scholarships, obviously. Right. Kind of leaning on you for four quarters maybe mm-hmm. wears you down a little bit. But yeah. I mean, they hung around that pretty expected. much the Govs, the, It was an 11-point game, and the Govs were in it. I mean, they were in an 11-point game with an FBS team despite four turnovers. Yeah. Obviously, 
you cannot win games with four turnovers right. at any level. That's sure. something that gets cleaned up. But I wouldn't say that any of the turnovers were like a couple, two fumbles and two picks. And one of the picks wasn't even a bad throw. It was just miscommunication. Yeah. You can clean that up. Oh, definitely. Nothing. I mean, they did nothing that isn't fixable. Yeah. And you got to like, this is a newcomer quarterback. First game. Them. First yeah, game. First game offense, at Austin. First game with the team. And obviously, you don't want to see miscommunication, but you can fix that. You can fix that. I mean, underthrown, overthrown, that's a little it's, tougher. Yeah. Uh, you watch Joe Milton at Tennessee overthrow mm-hmm. every single throw he throws. We've been trying to fix that for two years. Fair. You can't – I'm not sure what you can do there. Yeah. Miscommunication, yeah. hey, you just get more, get on the same page. Better chemistry, just build it up. Yeah. Uh, what did I tell everybody for a month before this season? This defense or looks defense, good. Yeah. Defense looks good. And what happened, Alex? The defense was freaking Defense great. looked good. Man, they are all over the place. They are long in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are faster at corner than we've been in a while. Devin Smith and D Ford are mm-hmm. just they're, – they're, they're not as long as those safeties and those kind of extra backers we have, but those two can cover anybody. They are quick. Yep. Uh, Western went at Shamari Simmons one time. Yeah. That didn't work. No. Pick. Well, they went at him more than once. He had two pass breakups, a pick. Mm-hmm. He only had three tackles. Uh, still a good day for Shamari. Antoine Williams, though, yeah. first ever start for the Govs at linebacker. What mm-hmm. does he do? Career high 14 tackles, lead the team in tackles. And then uh, Josh Rudolph made his first start at linebacker, and he had seven tackles in his first ever tackle for loss. I'll take that. Defense is good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I know we talked about it last week, but this is a Western team that led the country in a lot of offensive st- statistics. I know they don't have Bailey Zappi. I know they don't have their number one wide receiver from last year, but they still they still got some really good guys at wide receiver. Austin at running Reed back. seventy eight touchdowns in two seasons at Division two. Exactly, that's no fluke. No, not at all. And then I mean, I'm not going to say we just shut them down and held them to whatever, but the defense looked really good. We stopped them. I mean, when you um, look at the numbers, we are one of the first teams to hold Western under 400 total yards, under 40 points in a long time. Yeah, we'll take that. We've got that little group of – it's Ethan Castleberry, Shamari mm-hmm. Simmons, and Cam yeah. Ruffin. They're all three kind of safeties, but they all kind of move and yeah. just kind of like flow They, they play everywhere around they the They both defense. kind of play where they're all like – what Shamari might be the shortest, and he's what, six foot maybe, yeah. six one. Yeah. Ethan Castleberry's six four, Cam mm-hmm. Ruffin's six two, and, he, and they just like – they're all long, and they can cover it, but they mm-hmm. can also all go up and make a tackle in the run game. Yep. Uh, good luck figuring out what to do against those three. Especially whenever we get in the conference play. Yeah, I mean, when, when we're playing against some FCS teams and some, especially some A-Sun teams, good luck. Absolutely. Their defense is going to be good. Yeah, lights up. Alex. Yes, sir. Volleyball team kicked off their season last week at the Big Orange Bash. That was Clemson's tournament in uh, mm-hmm. Clemson, South Carolina, obviously. Yep. What happened there? So the Govs went, they won one match, uh, lost two at the Big Orange Bash. So they started their season against La Tech. Uh, they won in four sets there. Michaela Powell, first team all-conference last year. Led the Govs with 16 kills. Aaron Eisenhart, 15 digs. No surprise there. Not at all. Started the season with a big win. And, I mean, this is a team that, you know, they're really going to rely on Michaela and Aaron. Um, and they really showed out throughout this entire tournament, especially in that first match. Michaela's a weapon. She's, she's good. Um, she's good. She's accurate. She's going to lead the team in kills this season, probably. Calling your shot there. I'm calling my it's shot. A safe one. Yeah. No. But um, you can't defend. Like, even if you defend her. Sometimes it doesn't even matter because she's just going to go up and put one right through the ground. Exactly. And, I mean, the thing with her is that it, it doesn't happen very often. But whenever she does have a bad match, she answers back with, like, 15, 20 kills. Right. Like absolutely stupid hitting percentage, they yeah. say. So, after that 3-1 to one win against La Tech, the Govs face, host, the Govs face host Clemson and didn't win it, lost, three, lost in four sets there. 
but they were all super close. I mean, yeah, well, three of them, three of the four sets were 25-23. Yeah. I mean, it was, and this is a good Clemson team. It's a good ACC team. Very good ACC team. So, um, you know, we take them, not quite the distance, but, you know, we hold with them throughout every single set pretty much. And Maggie Keenan with a career-high 12 kills. There you go. She's, I know the coach is really big on her this year. She's been looking really good early in the season. Going to block a lot of shots. Yeah. Um, and she's, so, yeah. And then after that Clemson match, Govs drop a four-setter to Presbyterian. Uh, Searing led with 12 kills in that one. And then after the tournament, Aaron Eisenhart was named to the all-tournament team with 49 digs, just over four digs per set. That Presbyterian so. might not be the worst. Oh, yeah. no, it's a tough one. but it, It's a tough one. But it's a good learning moment early, early in the season. You're not gonna, probably not going to make your season on a third match of the season against Presbyterian. So. No. And, I mean, this is a team that has a lot of newcomers. I think you got, what, six, seven newcomers altogether. Yeah, but I feel like they also have a lot of returners. Yeah. Maybe ones that maybe they didn't play as much, but they've mm-hmm. been here for a while. And right. And they're going to play a lot this year. I think you're going to see Morgan Rutledge and people like Marlena Boynton, mm-hmm. who's moving moved from beach only to back to indoor okay. and last year was her first indoor season and she's i mean she's such a good beach player she is she's gonna get more comfortable in her second mm-hmm. season of indoor and i think that they're they're gonna they're gonna pit, hit their stride and figure it out they'll be just fine still early alex that's all of us for now it's true uh we're gonna be right back and we've got a big guest here today a big guest we got Trey mccray oh, of the austin people football himself. team and he'll be joining us right after this Figures. I gave you right to die and you gave me games. Love figures. I know I'm crying cause you just won't change. Love figures. I gave it all and you gave me love figures. Joining us on the PCAST, he's a 2021 Hero Sports freshman All-American. He just started his sophomore season on the Austin P football team. It's Dre McRae. Dre, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to have you here. How was the Chick-fil-A you had on the way here? Uh, it didn't disappoint. Um, Chick-fil-A is pretty consistent, so it was pretty good. What'd you get? Um, I got two four-count chicken minis, hash browns, and a Powerade. So you're a chicken minis guy? Yeah. Not a biscuit? No, not a biscuit guy. Have you ever been to, like, had the chicken scramble bowls they have at the actual Chick-fil-A's? I have not. It's like eggs, hash browns, chicken nuggets, and, like, a little bowl. You put some sauce no, on I, them? No, I have not had Pretty that. good. Pretty yeah. good. Uh, how are classes going? You just started, what, your second year, your sophomore year? Right. So how are classes going two or three weeks in? Classes are pretty good. Uh, my toughest class right now is probably accounting, just because it's accounting. And whenever you're new to it, it's a little tough. But I kind of like it because it's challenging. You get to learn something new, so. Uh, second year of college, does anything feel different going to class this year? Like, you know, everything is, you know what you're doing. Like, you just know what's happening. Um, It's a little bit different because I'm not in study hall anymore. So, like, my schedule changes a little bit. I have more free time. I do more homework, like, at home rather than at study hall. So, that's something that's a little different. My schedule is just different this year. So, let's start by talking about you before you got to Austin P. You were at North Florida Christian School. Right. Uh, 4,358 all-purpose yards <laughs> in high school. That's 1,274 rushing yards, 1,745 receiving yards, another 1,076 kick return yards, just 101 on punt returns, <laughs> and, uh, oh, by the way, 162 on interception returns. Uh, what did you not do? Oh, by the way, you scored 46 career touchdowns in 41 games. Um, 
I did not throw the ball. I was not allowed to throw the ball. That was it. That's yeah. That's that's probably. They didn't let you kick it ever. No, they didn't let me kick it. They didn't let me throw it. Did you play more receiver or running back? Because I think we had you listed Mm. like in your bio. It says all purpose back. It was a mix. Like early on, probably my freshman and sophomore year, I was more so a receiver, and then my offensive coordinator changed a little bit. Like my junior and senior year, so I I play receiver, but I also ran the ball. So which did you like more? Do you like being out there to catch it? Do you like taking a handoff in the backfield? Do you like coming around on the in around or something? Um, I like it all. I don't have a preference. Just getting the ball. I don't have a preference. I think you said one time you like doing kick returns a lot because you like the team aspect of it. Yeah, kick return is a uh, kick return is probably one of my favorite things to do. What what like explain what makes it so fun? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that like are talk about like I've heard NFL players talk about punt returns where they're like I just hate it because I'm not there just to get run over. Oh yeah, I'm not a big punt return guy either. Um, in high school, that's why I don't have many punt return yards. I would literally stand back there and. Uh, for a while, people would kick it to me, like whenever I was younger. But after a while, they would like punt it directionally away from me. Right. So I'll have to run thirty yards to get the ball, and then try to run after that. So I would just let it bounce. So I'm not a punt return guy, but kick return, I, I can do kick return. I like that. So you said you played more receiver when you were younger in high school. Then you moved kind of more like a running back, kind of all-purpose position. How did mm-hmm. you get back into being just a receiver in college? Um, my coach that recruited me, Coach Silva. Whenever I got here, uh, I thought I was going to be a gov back, but then they talked about it, they talked with me, and they were like, uh, we want you to play like exclusively receiver. And I was like, that's fine with me. So so when you were in high school, football wasn't the only sport you played. Right. You ran track and field. You mm-hmm. ran the 100 meter, the 200 meter, the 110 hurdle. You remember the 4x100 and the 4x4 relay teams. Mm-hmm. What was your best event? Uh, the 100 meter easily. What's your best time? Uh, 10 3 You could run in college. Yeah. Did you ever want to run track in college? No, I did not want to run track in college. No interest in running track in college? No, it was a, for a little bit, but uh, I don't think I would do well. Like, I think I would do well, but just, like, track is not very fun. Like, the practices, the meets, are, yeah, the meets are fun, but the practices are not very fun. So, that's not something I think I could do for a very long time. What was your worst event? Oh, probably the 110 hurdles. Hurdles are tough. Yeah, probably the 110 hurdles. I... I started running track my sophomore year, and the first event that I started running was the hurdles. Tough. So it was it was something different off the bat. So that was probably it was tough. You have to learn the technique. You and the trick to like hurdles is you don't actually jump like over the hurdles. You want to stay as close to the hurdle as possible so you can get back on the ground. And whenever you first start running them, that's something hard to learn. Because so. you're trying to just clear them. Right. So. Florida's a big track state. There's right. a lot of good runners in Florida. Do you ever run against anybody that's like a famous runner, like an Olympian, a big college runner? I don't think I had the chance to. I've been at like the same meets as them at like state and everything, but I don't think I've got the chance to I'm, run against my, them. My brother ran track, so I know a little bit. I'm trying to remember all the guys I know from Florida, like Grant Holloway. Did you ever run mm-hmm. against him? No. I, I just – we had a lot of meets around like Tallahassee okay. until like the regional meets and district meets because most of this stuff was like during COVID times. Gotcha. So it was kind of hard then, but. So here's the big question: Are you the best track runner on the Austin P football team? Yeah, I would think so. If we if we took the ten or what did we got eight lanes out there on the track, right? We took the eight fastest, eight best hundred meter guys. Who's winning? A hundred meter guys, me. But I will say this: two hundred meter guys, Kellen Stewart's gonna win two hundred. Kellen, Kellen's a Texas State champion. Yeah, Kellen, Kellen but you will can win. beat him in the hundreds. What you're saying? I think so. Yeah. Who else is in that? If your guy football team's running a hundred, uh, it's you and Kellen. Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas is fast. Um, James Burns. Yep. Um, 
those are guys that I know like off the top of my head. There's definitely more, but I know those guys for sure. But you got it. You got it. One. Yeah, I got that. Any coaches get out there and run still? Um, let me think. Coach Davis. Coach Davis. Davis. Coach Davis. Davis is pretty athletic. Yeah, still. Coach Davis does backflips. He does it all. So. Were you out there at the uh, Gus Madness when he blocked Coach Walton's shot in basketball? No, I wasn't. I had got there late, so I wasn't there Boy, right he away. Yeah. He put that shot about ten rows back. Uh. We've already talked about you playing two high school sports. You're pretty good mm-hmm. at a third, too. Yeah. You play basketball. <laughs> yeah. You average 10 points, 5.1 rebounds, 4.3 assists, and 3.4 steals a game. Do you, yeah. you stuff the stat sheet in everything you do? I tried to. I what just, position were you? Um, I was a point guard, but... 5.4 rebounds is a lot for a point guard. Yeah, right? basketball, is kinda, it kind of turns into, like, positionless. And right, honestly... But that's still a lot of rebounds. Yeah. Um, You see the ball, you get the ball. That's, that's kind of how I... It's kind of how I took it. There's it not a matter. lot of guys that are averaging five rebounds, four assists, and three steals and scoring <laughs> ten points a game. Yeah. Do you think you could still get out there and play today? Um, It would take some time, but I think so. I, um, think, I think if we just put you in any sport and you would just do great. Not baseball. You never played I, baseball? No, nah, I wouldn't do good at baseball. <laughs> I can't hit the ball. I just – I mean, I bet you could track it down, though. Yeah, I, I, I think I could do that. You though. can make some plays. Yeah. So let's talk about your college like recruitment. You weren't mm-hmm. originally committed to Austin P. Where were you going to go? I was committed to uh, Georgia Southern. I committed there my junior year of high school. Why Georgia Southern? Um, I just had a great relationship with the coaches. I had been there maybe five or six times before I committed. It was close to home. It was just a great situation for me at the time. And you made a switch. Right. What What led to that switch? Well, their offense, like their philosophy led to the switch. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just – they didn't throw the ball enough. They, I still had a great relationship with the coaches, and they understood that. Like me being a receiver, they ran the ball a lot, so they understood. And so I just made the decision to um, decommit. And then whenever I decommitted, uh, Coach Walden he recruited me at Southern Miss around my sophomore junior year, so I already knew him, and he had just got the job here. And then we just went from there. So how much did Coach Walden make like impact that decision? Uh, it was a big like it was a big decision. I, I remember one day I was sitting in the car with my friends and I told them I was like, guys, if Austin P offers me, I'm going there. Like it didn't matter what else. I was like, if they offer me, I'm going there. So yeah, he made a big decision. I had already knew what kind of guy he was from uh, my sophomore year. So yeah. what makes you want to play for him? He's just a great guy. Like he, you know that he genuinely cares about you outside of football. I think that's a big thing. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day. It's like. The bigger you go, like the bigger schools, sometimes like coaches lose that, and you can tell that he genuinely cares about his players. What's he like in practice? I feel like that's what everybody <laughs> wants to know because I get out there and just watch him. He's running laps, basically. Yeah. Uh, he's energetic. He's always energetic. I don't think I've seen him where he's like, oh, man, I'm tired. Um, he's going to be loud. Uh, he's going to be a coach. That's what coaches do. Um, he's fun, though. It's very fun. Like He'll laugh with you. He'll joke with you, but when it's time to work, it's time to work. All right, so you get to Austin P. Mm-hmm. Did you expect to have so much success like right away? You had five catches and eighty receiving yards in all, each of your first three games. And you caught a touchdown in the very first one. Um, I wouldn't. I would say I expected it, but it kind of came down to just do what I can and let the rest fall in fall in place. Like just control what I can control. That's kind of how I live. Like if I can't control it, why am I worried about it? So that's kind of something that I took seriously, especially when I first got here. So, is there like a certain moment for you where you realize like everything kind of clicked last year, like? You were good the whole time, but like I feel like there's like a certain game last year where it was just like okay. Um, I I don't think so because I take the same approach to every game, and it, like I said, as long as I like do what I do, control what I can, I feel like any given moment is is bound to 
uh, have a big player score a touchdown. So I don't think it was like a a moment where it was like, oh man, like I can do this because I felt like that from the beginning. That EIU game, you had six catches for 137 yards and two mm-hmm. touchdowns. And two weeks later, that's the game I want to talk about. Tennessee right. Tech, you had seven catches, 237 yards, four receiving touchdowns. Oh, by the way, you also had three kick returns for 61 yards and a rushing one rushing yard. One. <laughs> uh, that's 299 all-purpose yards. I don't know if you know what kind of records those are up there with. I'll tell you. Uh, the receiving yards is the second most in a single game in Austin. Yeah, history. I knew that one. We had talked about that after the game, and Coach Ron was like, I didn't know that you were that close. Uh, yeah. If I knew, I would have tried to get you yeah. the ball more. <laughs> and then the sixth. Uh, there, excuse me, the all-purpose yards is the sixth most in a game in program history, and mm-hmm. the four touchdowns tied the record. Right. Uh, I knew the four touchdowns tied the record because Benico Harley was, was on the yeah, he, he was on the sideline at the time. There's like four guys tied for it. You right, we were talking about it, and he was like, "You need one more to break the record." So I knew that one, and I knew the um, receiving yards after the game. I I had no idea about the all-purpose yards. Yeah, six most in program history. It was like the most by a freshman in the FCS yeah. last year. It's pretty good. Uh, uh, pretty good. I think so. <laughs> was Benico, did Benico? What did you learn from a guy like Benico Harley? He's been here for what? He was here for five years. Mm-hmm. He won a championship. He was – and, like, there's, like, a line of – like, Ossipi football a long time ago was not the greatest. But there, ever since we've gotten better, there's a line of receivers. It's, like, DJ Montgomery, Kyron mm-hmm. Moore, Benico Harley, and D'Angelo Wilson. And now it's kind of like you, but you got a little bit of Benico when he was here for his last year. What did you learn from him? Um, I learned little things. It's, like, I learned how he controls his body while he's running his routes. Like, little things to get open, uh, closing space on releases and things like that. Um. Anytime I had a question, he would come answer it. Or he would see, like, if he wasn't playing for whatever reason, he would see me do something in the game, and I will come off to the sideline. He'll be like, if you use this, it might help you get open faster and you can get the ball downfield. I feel like he, he showed up as a quarterback, too. So he didn't mm-hmm. like he learned the receiver position. Right. And I would say he was never the fastest receiver out right. there. But he was always open. He was always beating guys, and he was always making the play. And I feel like he's a good, great, good guy to learn from. Uh yes, I think one thing is very hard to guard Benico because he's bigger than a normal receiver. Right. So it's very hard to guard him, especially if the DB is smaller than him, and he uses his body like really, really good. Like he will box you out, catch the ball, stiff arm you, do a whole bunch of things after he got the ball. So I think that's something that he did really well. Uh, freshman All American, All OVC, pretty good year last year. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, all right, now I've got to ask the important questions here. Uh, you were on inside the film inside the film room this right. week. There's a video of you catching a touchdown. Uh-huh. Can take a slant route 44 yards, right? Right. Uh, and your response was, to why you don't do a touchdown celebration is, I'm probably tired and I feel like it's my job to score. I can see where the, it's your job to score fits. Right. That's, that's your receiver. It's your job to score touchdowns. Why are you – you're one of the best athletes I know. You're mm-hmm. maybe the best athlete on campus. <laughs> why are you always tired? Um, I just – I don't know. I, I try to go as hard as I can every play. So, sometimes it's not very hard because I'm tired, but – Especially if it's a long touchdown, if I had to run or if it was a long drive, like if it's six plays before the touchdown, I'm probably going to be tired after I score. And then um, just after you score, it's like, oh, I can finally go like get water and rest before I have to go back out there because you don't know when you have to go back out there. So um, I saw the video and uh, Ryan Melton, he's also number 10. Yeah. Um, he tried to do a chest bump with me. I got like four inches off the ground. Yeah, so I got like four inches off the ground. After the game, he was like, you don't want to celebrate with me? I was like, look, bro, I was I was just too tired. When we were meet the people downtown, you're like, man, I'm tired. And Trey and Dip were just like, man, all you do is sleep all day. Yeah, I think uh, sleep is essential. Sleep and is how a big much, thing. How much do you sleep all day? Do you not sleep enough? Do you sleep too much? What's going on? Uh, I try not to sleep during the day, actually, so I can go to sleep at night. 
Okay. So, um, last year I took a couple naps. What time last, do you go to bed at night? Um, on average, probably ten fifteen. Maybe. So pretty early, I feel like for yeah. a lot of college students. Yeah, I think it's pretty early for like college students. You went to the NIL Summit this mm-hmm. summer in Atlanta. It was you, Olivia Proc, and Maya Johnson. Right. What was that experience like? Um, it was something different. You got to learn from people that you see every day. Um, uh, I saw so many people that I see on TikTok every day, and they they spoke to us and told us kind of their journey. Uh, Triple H was there. It was great hearing from him and Tim Tebow. Um, that's probably. The person that I enjoy listening to the most there. Um, so it was it was a learning experience, just learning how people got to where they are and uh, hearing from them and their journey. Is there one thing you learned that you're still using, or is there anything that you learned that just kind of sticks out to you? Um, not not off the top of my head. I I have like notes that I have to look over, like to remember. Especially right now, it's just so much stuff going on. But I have a notebook that I took notes with there, and I'll look back over that every once in a while and just try to remember things from it. So you said Tim Tebow, Triple H. Who's the coolest person you met? Uh, Probably Triple H. I actually did not get to meet Tim Tebow. Um, I couldn't find him after <laughs> after he got done speaking, so that was tough. But Triple H, uh, it was cool meeting him. Uh, I had to meet him because Coach Walden is a big wrestling fan. Right. And I was like, we got to take a picture for my coach. So I actually have a picture with him, and I send it to Coach Walden. Are you a wrestling guy? I'm not. <laughs> I used to be whenever I was younger, but, like, as I grew older, I kind of grew out of it. So did you enjoy the trip? College Football Hall of Fame, pretty cool place. Yeah. We also went to uh, Atlanta United soccer game, okay. which that was, like, my first, like, pro soccer game. And it was it was really wild. Like, you a soccer guy? I, I, I'm not against it. You I, had a soccer. You had Olivia Proc with you to just right. tell you what was happening. So I've actually started watching soccer whenever I got here because I have friends on the soccer team. So it, I was like, I knew what was going on. So it was pretty crazy to see like how their fans like are. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Those MLS games are kind of crazy. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So you have three siblings, right? Thomas, Trinity, and Raven, right? Uh, how do you fit in there age wise? Um, Trinity and Raven are. I want to say Raven is two. Trinity is three, and Thomas is 22. 22. So you're right. You're kind of in the middle. Right. What's that like being in the middle? Um, so Thomas Thomas moved out whenever it was, after he graduated high school. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to be the only child, and I'm about to do whatever I want. And then, boom, Trinity came along. And I was like, man, what? <laughs> so after that, um, at first I was like, wow, I'm not the only child anymore. Because Thomas, he was still there, but he had moved out. And then so – I had to take on like a big brother role, which was new to me because I had been the youngest for uh, 16 years. Yeah. So it was new to me, but I kind of like it. Um, it's almost like I'm I'm a big brother, but I'm still like a younger brother. So does Thomas play any sports? No, he doesn't. I was gonna say, are you, you they're a little competitive uh, in the McRae household there? Um, there definitely is. Like growing up, uh, me and my cousins and Thomas and. We would play basketball until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning outside just playing basketball, and we would play all night long. And sometimes, I'll admit, I would come inside crying because I would lose or they would foul me too hard and things like that. And I think that's where my competitiveness comes from, just playing against older guys like my whole life. Never any fights, right? Uh, no, nah, definitely fights. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the fights? Um, I would have to say I lost a lot of them. Oh. <laughs> they couldn't catch it, though. Uh, nah. What's your uh, What's your major? Uh, business finance. Business finance. All right. So, what do you want to do with that? Do you have a plan? You're a sophomore. Um, right now, I think I want to be a financial advisor. Okay. So something along those lines. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but 
I'm a big numbers guy. So uh, I'm kind of good with math and things like that. So I think I want to be a financial advisor. So Tom said something like that last week, and I said, "Are you good at math?" And he said, "Nope, but I've got a calculator." <laughs> are, are you a good math? Yeah. Is math your subject? Yeah. If you ask uh, Trey and Dip, my roommates, they'll um, they'll tell you like they call me the human calculator because they just throw numbers at me, and then sometimes like I'll just be chilling and I'll just do the numbers in my head, and they'll be like, "Bro, what?" <laughs> All right. Last question before our rapid fire questions: Why Austin P? Um, it's just a great place. I had actually not been here before I committed. So it was based off relationships with my coaches and the people that I met, um, through the zoom calls and just like trusting that they were telling me the truth, which they were. Um, it's a great place. Whenever I got here, I met more people that were genuine and that actually cared about athletes outside of their sport. All right. You ready for the rapid fire question? Yes, sir. What is your favorite word or saying? Ooh, probably bruh, because bruh could be taken in many, like, you can say it whenever, like, bruh, bruh, bruh. Just so, all the time? Yeah. What is the last book you read? Um, Mission Impossible by Tim Tebow. I'm currently reading it right now. So it's Tim Tebow's book. Right. What's your worst habit? Worst habit? Ooh. Saying you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> probably saying I'm tired. <laughs> or, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm tired. I feel like every time I talk to you, there's at least one I'm tired dropped in there. Somewhere. Yeah, I probably am tired. So <laughs> I feel pretty good today, though. <laughs> it's, it's almost game day, right? Yeah, I feel pretty good today. Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Yeah. Easy? Yeah. I mean, you can definitely run one. Yeah. But walk. Well, oh, walk, no. If we're walking, like if I have to strictly walk, no. I no walk. You're not allowed to run. I walk slow. You slow walk. Yeah. You save all the speed for on the field. Right. What's one rule in any sport that you would like to change or add? One rule in any sport. Um... Ooh, one rule. Let me think. Uh, in football, I think we should be allowed two four passes instead of one. So like Trey had the double pass last week. I think he should be. He had to catch it behind Mike. I think he should be able to catch it in front of Mike and still throw it. Should it have to be like behind the line of scrimmage though. Like any, mm, like you can get nah. two passes behind the line of scrimmage. Nah. So you're just, saying Mike can take the snap, throw it ten yards downfield to Trey. Mm -hmm. turn around and throw it 40 yards downfield to you. I think that would make it very interesting. Well, I think that's more like, is that like rugby? Um, I don't can know. Can you do that in rugby? We, it's Tom almost, talked about rugby last week. I don't know if you can do it in rugby, but I used to play something. We called it eagle ball in my high school, okay. and we could throw it as many times as we want. And it was like we used to play it before practice, and it was pretty fun. It got competitive. Can, how far can you throw it? Can you get, what, if, uh, what happens if you said you weren't allowed to pass? Yeah, uh, my coach told me I wasn't allowed to pass because I, if I went in at quarterback, I was back there to get the ball and not pass it. So <laughs> he told me I wasn't allowed to pass, and they, they make jokes that I can't pass the ball, but I can throw it a little bit. Is there, is there any chance you throw a pass in your college career? No. Zero? Zero. Just uh, right. Maybe like a 5% chance. What would you do if you did? Are you gonna? I mean, are you throwing it deep? Are you going to underthrow him? throwing him too far? Are you hitting him around the money? No, nah, I would probably throw it like uh, – I wouldn't say I hit him right on the money, but it'll be somewhere where he can catch it. It wouldn't be like, oh my goodness, why is Drake? You gotta go the ball? one for one and just quit. No yeah, more passes after that. I think so. Uh what app on your phone gets the most use? Ooh. Uh either Snapchats, reminders, or teamwork. <laughs> a lot of reminders and teamwork. Yeah. You're a busy guy. Yeah, reminders they, they get me through. Or notes too, because I put all my work in there like so that I remember it. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Ooh. I'm not a big gift giver, I have to admit. Um, because I, if there's like a birthday or something, I'll just sign my name. Like I won't go to the store 
So, um, like, I'll send my brother to the store, and he'll get it, and then it'll just be from both of us. There you go. So, um, let me think. Little last brother's gift. always got to buy and stuff, because I have a little brother. I don't know. I don't know the last gift I gave. It would probably have to be my mom's birthday or mother's day or something like that. If we're casting a movie about you, who are you picking to play yourself? Ooh. Trey Goodman. <laughs> He's not an actor, but I think he, he can be if he wants to you be. You are not the first person to pick one of their teammates, and I think that's a great yeah, choice. Yeah, uh, Trey Goodman. He I would think live he, it up. Yeah, I think he would do a great job. He would He would just go way over the top to be you. And he, he, like, he knows me like the back of his hand, so it'll be like second nature to him. I try to remember who he picked to pick play him. I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, I think Trey Goodman would be a good choice. Yeah. If you could go to any concert, who would it be and why? Ooh. Um, probably Rod Wave or Kodak, just because I'm from Florida. I listen to a lot of Florida artists, so that's probably one of the two one of two of the guys that I would probably go to. What is the one place in the world you want to visit the most? Ooh, one place in the world I want to visit the most. Um, probably New York City. I wouldn't say in the world, but just like right now, I haven't been to New York City. I feel like it would be something cool to see. We'll get you up there for the Heisman ceremony. When, uh, yeah, whenever we, whenever we go FBS. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going FBS. Don't, nobody take that and run <laughs> with it. <laughs> oh, boy. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Three people over for dinner. Uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Um, let me think. Cooper Cup is definitely – he has to come. Um, Tim Tebow. And then – um, uh, probably Rod Wave. Rod that's Wave, a, that's Tim a, Tebow, and Cooper Cup. Yeah, that's a good, like, that's a mix of groups. But Do you have a favorite NFL team? No, I don't. You I, have, like, is Cooper Cup your favorite player? Yeah. Is it always been Cooper Cup, or is it a new nah. thing? Um, so, Coach Walden actually went out to um the Rams and, I want to say, the Cardinals. Yep. And he was just talking, and then he uh, met Cooper, and they were talking about me, and then Cooper texted me on Twitter, so... Cooper Cup, what Cooper Cup say to you? Um, he just told me like little things about leadership and uh, just make sure I'm aligned with the right things so that I can reach my goals. So you, we should have talked about Cooper Cup more, apparently. Yeah, so that's probably he. He's up there. So Cooper Cup's your, your guy right now. Was yeah. there anybody before Cooper Cup? Uh, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, yeah. another good one. Right. You when's when's he texting you? Uh, I don't know, but hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he listens. He'll, he'll text you after this, right? All right. Who or what inspires you? Um, my family. Just like a broad, I could go on and on about each individual in my family, but they just inspire me to be who I am. Um, just to do the things that I do, like every single day, work hard, and I've seen like working hard growing up, so I've seen it all my life. So I think they inspire me to just to keep a level head and just keep working and know that no matter how much I think I'm doing, I can always do more. So, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, just don't listen to the people outside because regardless of like, if you're on a team or in school, like most people don't really know what's going on. So just focus on what you have to focus on, keep your goals and aligned. And uh, I think you'll be all right. The last question comes from Tom Bolton. Okay. He wants to know if you played another sport, what would it be and why? 
Oh, oh, so I have to pick between basketball and track here. You could pick any sport. You could say I want to be a soccer player. No, you could say I want to be a baseball that's player. Too much running. I'm not good at baseball. <laughs> it has to be basketball or track. I would say basketball. I actually wanted to be a basketball player growing up, and then uh, I kind of realized I was done growing. So I kind of left basketball alone. How for tall a are you? Six foot? No, nah, I'm five nine. <laughs> you could play point guard. I could, but at a high level for how long? I don't know. We got to get you a trial with Nate James. Uh, Coach Coach James, uh, he's asked me to be his point guard a couple of times. <laughs> or he called, he, whenever he sees me, he'll be like, point guard, what's up? Point guard, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. You actually get to ask the question to next week's guest now. What do you want to ask the next guest on the PCAST? Any um, question you want. Ooh, let me think. What has been your favorite memory at Austin P so far? What's your favorite memory at Austin P so right. far? It's a good one. Dre, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. Got a big game tomorrow. It's the yes. home opener. I know you're ready. I'm ready. So good luck, and thank you for being on the PCAST. We'll be right back. Thank you for having me. Figures. I'm the bad guy cause I can't learn to trust love figures <laughs> You say sorry once and you think it's enough Big thank you to Dre McCray for coming by and talking to us. He's got a big game tomorrow, the home opener at Fort Harris Day, and we'll talk more about that in a moment. But, Alex, we've already talked about college football, yes. and the other football is happening next week as well. The NFL kicks off next Thursday night. It sure does. It is the Ravens, and is it the Ravens? I don't, isn't the Rams and the, the Bills? the Rams and the Bills. You're right. I was wrong. I don't it's know a preview why. of the Super Bowl. I don't know why I had the Ravens. If, listen. Yeah, because the Ravens uh, definitely deserve to kick my off. My boy Josh oh. Allen makes – if there's one person I don't – I won't be upset to see the Super Bowl besides the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. It's my boy Josh Allen. I can get behind that. He's so I, tall. I, I know we talked about this last year. He's but tall. Like, he, he is quite tall. He has large hands, and he can just throw a football so far. And that's why you like him. No, that's not why. I just like Josh Allen. I uh, love a good Wyoming guy. <laughs> yep. Love all of our friends. I feel like you can trust Josh Allen. You could what? You can trust Josh oh, Allen. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you'd let Josh Allen babysit your kids. Probably. Like, you'd trust him for that, probably. Probably. Like don't don't know him personally, but uh, you do what you want. I, I, I like Josh Allen, too. but uh, Big Josh. We are the number one pro Josh Allen Austin P podcast. Yes. It is the one thing we can agree on in the NFL uh, is that we both love Josh Allen. And aside from Alex liking the Titans, which is dumb. Tighten up. Uh, gross. Um, you lost your best defensive player on the Titans. How's that feel? It really freaking hurts. I was out yesterday, like I was going out to get lunch or whatever, and I'm listening to the National Sports Radio, oh, and they're like, that hurts. "Hey guys, uh, Harold Landry is out for the season." So oh, it's like, ooh. <laughs> in other news, in the opposite direction, Darius Leonard says he feels healthy for the first time since a week four of his rookie season. Uh, he's okay. won. He's been an All Pro how many times? Don't, don't while know. not feeling healthy. Don't know. Like three or four. Yeah. Every year he's been in the league. Okay. With Mo- a not healthy ankle. Okay, a lot of players with a not say, healthy ankle. Okay, a lot of players say that. Oh yeah, I feel so healthy this year, and it's like okay, like they they'll say it every year. You're gonna like, get it doesn't the, actually the best, mean the best anything. linebacker in the league is healthy for the first time in four years, and you're not worried. I'm not scared of you guys. You should be afraid of Derrick Leonard. I am not scared. He's a maniac. He's gonna meet Derrick Henry. He's a maniac. So is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's gonna go straight through him. I don't want to hear about paper mache Henry. When he gets hurt, he doesn't play. Derrick Leonard plays through the pain. Okay. 
Derrick Henry has missed substantial time once in his career. Derrick Henry missed You know the best ability? Derrick Henry? Availability. <laughs> okay. How much was he available last we year? We were still the number one seed in the AFC yesterday with him missing half the oh, season. Right. Whatever. We will uh, be just fine. Fantasy football. It's fantasy football time. We're in a league together. We we're are. drafting Sunday night. I'm also in a league with Colby. Okay. Uh, we drafted like last week, and I was picking. And I picked like seven receivers. Just that. As one does. As one does. And one of those receivers I picked was Oakland Raiders. Excuse me. Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver. Hunter Renfro. And let me tell you who was upset about that. <laughs> That would be one, Colby Wilson, very mad about that pick. So he offered me, so right after the draft, he offers me Dolphins running back Chase Edmonds for Hunter mm-hmm. Renfro, and I obviously said no. And right before we started recording this podcast, Colby, if you haven't seen the offer, uh, I'm willing to give you Hunter Renfro in return. Uh, I would like Justin Jefferson. That's a steal. Best offer. Seems fair That's, to me. It's absolutely fair. I think it's fair for everyone. I get Justin Jefferson. You get Hunter Renfro. You go on ESPN app. You just click yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you send me Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'll have Jefferson, Kamara, Derrick Henry, Russell Wilson, uh, Michael Pittman, George Kittle, whatever. I'm all, I'll, I mean, you'll have Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I Fair. mean, the man, like, he could win a fantasy league by himself. Yeah, Justin so. Jefferson, who wants that guy? Nobody. Nobody. I'm giving you, I'm giving you. Yeah. You're, I mean. It's out of the kindness of your heart, You're stealing really. from me here. Yeah. You're stealing from what me. What a nice thing for you to do. What a nice thing for me to do. But that's enough of the, uh, of the fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Shall we go to the real football? We should. The Austin P football, maybe? Sure. The Govs are going to kick off the season at home. Not the season, the, the home opener. Home opener. Home opener against Presbyterian out at the Pioneer Football League. The Blue Hose come to Clarksville for a Saturday night affair. It is a 6 p.m. kickoff at Forterra Stadium. Uh, Faith and Family Night. Yep. Buy discounted group tickets with the code FAITH22 on letsgopy.com backslash buy tickets. There is a fireworks show after the game. Yep. You're going to want to be there. 100%. Who doesn't want, to, who doesn't want some fireworks? Absolutely not. I mean, the only problem I foresee is us running out of fireworks because of our offense scoring too much. Oh, yeah. If you let Dre McCray get loose a couple times, fireworks it's, show might be a little shorter than we planned. Fireworks show just happens during the game. Yeah, it just we, we, might, we might just be out by the time we're – we might have to call in more fireworks for the post game. Yeah. Because let me tell you, watch out. This Govs offense, I think, is ready to explode. I think it is, though. At, uh, I'm fired up. Good-looking team. Mike DeLillo looked good at quarterback last week. Couple mm-hmm. miscues, but hey, clean those up this week. Yep. Get back out there. He knows. He knows who who to throw the ball to, and that's number ten. Oh yeah. And I mean, he's gotten. I'm not. I'm not discounting Presbyterian whatsoever. But like, you know, we don't know what this Presbyterian team looks like. You have no clue. It's very hard to talk about them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know just going through their roster. They have a lot of freshmen. They have a whole new scheme because like their last coach went back to high school or whatever. Yeah, it was. their last coach. For those of you that don't know. He threw the ball 60 times a game. Yeah. He only onside kicked. Love that. He did not punt, yeah. and he did not kick extra points. It was two-point conversions, onside kicks, no punts, throw the ball, Hail Marys. It was such a high school orient. And, like, he was really good in high school because, like, he came from high school to Presbyterian, yeah. right? Yeah, and he brought one of his high school quarterbacks yep. came to Presbyterian to play for him. That was Ren Hefley. I mean, he threw 39 touchdowns last year. Yeah. But he and also threw 31 interceptions, yeah. which is a lot. Quite a bit. That's so, very uh, Jameis Winston. It's very hard to it's very hard to like talk about or scheme about this team because nobody knows what's going to happen. They didn't yep. play last week, right? Uh, you know who may have some bit a bit of an idea about them? The quarterback Mike Delillo, because Steve Englehart, who's yep. the coach of Presbyterian, coached Mike Delillo when he was at Florida Tech. How about that? Yeah, small world, right? Very. Uh, but I'm excited. Me too. What's what else is going on in game day out? Stash Street has moved. Yep. If you know where Tailgate Alley is in the big parking lot mm-hmm. between the foy, the softball field, the football stadium, and the Dunn Center. 
Uh, Tailgate Alley is where it has always been. It, right. will, it will remain where it is. But Stash Street will now be located on the other side of that parking lot. Mm-hmm. So if you're at Tailgate Alley, just go hang out. You're just at Stash right Street by. Too. You're right, you're basically right at Stash Street. And Stash right. Street, hey, go over to see the Tailgaters. Go have a party. It's, yeah. uh, it's gonna be a good time. We're condi- we're basically putting everything together to just crank up the party. Oh yeah. It is a game day experience, as mm-hmm. Gerald says. It is the best game day experience west of Knoxville. You're gonna want to be here. Anything else going on, Alex? What have I missed? You, you're at the game day guide. Um, we got you know the. Whenever you walk in, you get the Chase the Lion wristbands. Yeah, yeah you're those are pretty cool. There. There's a Chase the Lion wristband sponsored by Domino's. Yep. Uh, black little rubber rubber bla- bracelet, Chase the Lion. Be a mm-hmm. part of the chase. Yep. This is phase four, Scotty Walden says. And phase four, it is phase four, right? Or is it phase five? Yeah, this is phase four. Phase four, that's right. I'm. Whew. Yeah, phase four. Phase four is not just the team. No. Phase four takes all of you. Uh, it takes everyone. So be a part of the chase. Get your bracelet. Wear it to all the games and be loud. Be, be proud. proud. Wear and red. Let's go pee. And let's go pee. Yeah. Right, we're not done now. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Or oh, we got all the football covered there. I think we got all the football stuff covered. Uh, prediction. Go. Ooh. Uh, 56-21. Austin B. I like the 56. I, I, I'm going to say like 56 is a good number. I'll stick with that. But like 56 to 17. Okay. Hold them under 20. I think Defense right. comes out. Looks good. See, the only reason I have 21 is I have this this one getting out of hand early. So I think you're going to have your third, fourth stringers coming in. Get everybody some PT. Right by the fourth quarter. Okay. So. All right. Well, obviously, we're on the govs in this one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, on to the pitch. Alex. Yes. The Austin P. soccer team will play this weekend yep, on Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. We're yeah. traveling to MTSU. So uh, look, we're going to be looking for the first win against MTSU since 2018. Uh, this is a, you know, we got the win against UT Martin last week. So I was talking to Coach McGowan about it yesterday. She's like, you know, this MTSU team, it's a good team. But this is a very winnable game. So, uh, you know, I'll be going out there, getting some photo, getting some video, and uh, hopefully we can take down the Blue Raiders. Down with the Blue Raiders. What about next Thursday night? So next Thursday night is going to be a big, big game. Um, We're going to host Belmont at 6 p.m. It's going to be youth soccer night in the red out. Red out. Wear red. Wear red. It's going to be be loud. Wear red. Let's, Let's go, go pee. So uh, come out and pack Mo Brosso. Mo Brosso. Be Mo there Brosso. or be square. Yep. And, uh, I mean, it's going to be great. I know we have a lot of uh, youth soccer leagues coming out. It's going to be loud. It's going to be electric. Uh, Gov's going to look for the first home win of the season. And it also kicks off a three-match homestand. It's against a former conference rival. And uh, just that would be, it'll be a great atmosphere. So come out and support the Govs next Thursday. A couple of big games for the volleyball team this weekend as well. Definitely. Uh, they're down in Tallahassee, Florida. Home of Kelsey Mead getting to play in front of the hometown mm-hmm. fans. Good for her. Uh, but they're going to play Florida A&M and Florida State. One at 5 o'clock. They're going to play Florida A&M 5 p.m. Saturday. Florida State 5 p.m. Excuse me. Florida A&M is 5 p.m. on Friday. Florida mm-hmm. State is 5 p.m. on Saturday. Both those teams made the NCAA tournament last year, Alex. Those are They're two really good schools. I mean, Florida A&M is SWAC. Florida State is the ACC. Both of them are really good teams. I'm pretty sure both of them bring back quite a bit of their roster from last year. So Florida A&M has Murray State transfer Brooklyn Watts, I believe. Yep. The outside mm-hmm. hitter. Uh, she's a good player. She Watch is. out for them. Say hello to Lisa Veritamidis down there. Yep. Uh, Hi, Lisa. S- see what's up with her. And uh, that's all that's happening this week. Yep. Cross Country's not running next week. They're back in action the week after. And the golf teams are both back in action the next week as well. Okay. So we'll talk more about those two teams next week. In the meantime... Katie Etheridge, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and the newly hired Shardy Husband. They have all the community service opportunities for you, the student athlete, for you. Classes are back, so go do something in the community. They missed you guys. Lowe's and Fishes, Mana Cafe. Get out there 
and uh, get active. Support the community. That's right. Get in touch. Alex, how should people follow us on social media? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P Governors. And uh, shout out to shout out to Robin. I mean, she's been really busy here lately. If you haven't seen any of her videos that she's been doing with football, those have been absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. There was like a what inside the film room. Yeah. Then there was the chase video yesterday, mm-hmm. or the four phases, which I should have known the phases. Ago, yeah. But here we are. Uh, shout out to her new uh, graduate assistant Ethan too. He's been shooting yep. video as well. Yeah, and it's I mean it's just been looking really good overall, uh, videos and just, I mean just shout out to Robin and, yep. let's go p.com for dates, news, stories. Cody Bush, Nicholas Petronia, Alex, Chris Austin, and myself. We've got all the information you can use, but you know what we don't have what's that? Well, it's there, but we don't have them. Tickets. Johnny Mitchell, he's got all the tickets. He's the ticket guru, and he's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Football tickets, they're still on sale. Get your tickets now. Get a seat in the Blazing VIP Zone by Buffalo Wild Wings. You're going to want to be there. Mm-hmm. Why not just go buy a ticket for Saturday? Yeah. And then, hey, while you're there, buy a ticket for all the other Saturdays. You're, gonna, you're not going to want to miss it. You're going to want season tickets. I think you can still get them. You might be a little late in the game, but, hey, I'm pretty sure we'll still sell them to you. Absolutely. Uh, use the code FAITH22 to get group or special group discounted tickets. Uh, I think it's a group of 10 or more, I believe. Yep. Uh, you can get a special special rate on those tickets if you use that code FAITH22. That is for this week against Presbyterian because it is Faith and Family Night. There's also fireworks. There will be a new code for group tickets uh, the next week, but mm-hmm. we will tell you about that next when, week. It, when it is the next week. Uh, Alex, our yep. baseball season tickets are also on sale still. First one in the country. Still the first. Still the first. Season tickets are on sale. Buy them now because if you wait till after January 1st, what happens? The price can go up. Price goes up. And you don't want that. No, save your money now. You don't want to see it. You've seen the new roster. Yep. 28 new players with, like, how many Power 5 experience? Like 12? Quite a few. Let me tell you, you're going to want to be there. Mm -hmm. That team is going to hit home runs. They are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to be at the hand. We'll look at Roland Fanning's overhauled Governor's baseball team. Because let me tell you, Alex, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun. And for the second straight week, uh, eyes emoji on basketball tickets. Yep. That's all we got. Keep your eyes up. Eyes emoji. Stay frosty. <laughs> Do that. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website at letsgop.com backslash podcast. Alex, what should people give us on the uh, rating and review? I'm going to say five stars. How many? Five. All five stars. I want to suggest a guest for the Nova local on-campus event we should shout out. Uh, Alex, we already gave our football predictions, but you should tell us your predictions for this week's game. Okay. Not you, but the listener. We're talking to the listener here. Yep. They should give us their prediction for the Presbyterian game. Uh, we, we say we say govs by 90 every week. Mm-hmm. But what do you have? Let's hear it. We want to hear what you what you have to say. Uh, tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Drinkish. Shout out to everyone that is wearing red on this Sea Red Friday. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Find me some boots that fit me right. Choose some tobacco. Ride me a Bronco. On a southern Saturday night I ain't ever rode a horse Or worn a cowboy hat But I'll find me one that fits my head She won't know any of that I keep walking this town Trying to get me some advice But all the ranch hands around keep on saying they want to fight And I learned a two-step so I can spin her